Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is the podcast version of my newsletter called Sarah by the Season, where I explore a little bit of everything that's on my mind as I try to lean into nature's wisdom and rhythms. Subscribe and learn more at sarahbytheseason.com. The title of this week's newsletter is Reflection Season, Elul and Lent. Several years ago, I came up with a model for my own yin yoga practice and for how I teach it. Yen is based around the seasons of the year, but I broke it down a bit further while still staying within the themes from each season according to Chinese medicine. According to, quote, my model of the year, February is for reflection. Winter generally is an invitation to review and reflect on seasons past, but I like February specifically for reflection before the onslaught of energy that comes with spring and March. I like to go into my new year, which I like to think of as the spring equinox, with a clearer picture of what I want and need more of and what things are no longer serving me that I can let go of or eliminate if at all possible. As I was preparing for February practices this year, I came across a Jewish tradition, Elul, the last month of the Hebrew calendar and an entire month set aside for reflection. According to Hebrew tradition, Elul is a time for Cheshbon Hanefesh, literally an accounting of the soul, prior to the start of the new year. Of Elul, Rabbi David Wolp writes, Elul calls us to be deep sea divers into our soul. Only by apprehending who we are can we shape real hopes about who we might become. So in the Jewish tradition, every year there is an entire 28 to 29 days, the Jewish calendar is lunar, remember, given over to reflection. And not only is the entire month set aside, but you're doing this reflecting and, quote, accounting of the soul in community. You're not off on your own dealing with your shadow or grieving the ways we've wronged loved ones. You're practicing vulnerability with others who are doing the same. You have friends to help you think through what new things might be calling to you. You're supported in this hard and often gratifying work. I frequently quote John Dewey who said that you don't learn from experiences, you learn from reflecting on your experiences. If Dewey's right, we'd be wise to mimic our Jewish friends and set aside at least a month for reflection. Yesterday was Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, a season I secretly and weirdly loved growing up. I loved the idea of communally giving up or adding something to the season as my mom usually did. I liked how we knew what the rest of the family and close friends were doing for Lent and the sense of accountability that brought with it. As I learned about Elul, it reminded me in some ways of Lent. I can see how Lent too invites us to be deep sea divers into our souls, as Rabbi Wolp describes Elul. Even though we think of Lent as kind of a bummer, a dreary season where we repent and give up the things that bring us joy, the word itself comes from an old English word for spring, lechten, literally to lengthen, referring to the lengthening days of spring. The word Lent points to what is happening in nature during the season, the lengthening of daylight and plants. Because of the way Lent states are determined, it coincides with the generative time of spring. Things are growing, and quickly. During this month that I set aside for reflection, I've been wondering how I can lean more fully into the lengthening season, how I reframe Lent to be a season where I'm more intentional about the places and spaces I'm being invited to grow. Us Americans here grow and immediately think of how we could grow our bank accounts, skill sets, resumes. But much of growth, especially as we get older, is gaining wisdom about all that we need to set down and surrender. Stale habits and hang-ups, rhythms that are no longer serving us even though they once did, old stories we're still living under whether they come from capitalism or the patriarchy or our families of origin or even our younger selves. Meister Eckhart, German mystic, famously said that God is not found in the soul by adding anything but by a process of subtraction. Lengthening and growth come in all sorts of ways, which we notice almost immediately when we start spending more time in the natural world. Many of our wisdom traditions incorporate some kind of season for reflection and contemplation. For many years, I fell out of the practice of Lent, telling myself that I didn't need 40 days to should myself about things I should or shouldn't be doing. But as I learned about Elul this month, as I thought about the ways it reminds me of Lent, and as I did my own reflecting, 
I realized that me ditching Lent was another way of let the pendulum swing too far in the opposite direction. Instead of contemplating ways in which the rhythms of a reflection practice would be good for me and parceling out the guilt-inducing parts to leave behind, I just threw the baby out with the bathwater. Back in November, I wrote, We aren't going back to living together in small villages where we all share the same spiritual beliefs and practices, and obviously many of those communities had their own problems. But the fact remains that we've collectively freed ourselves from the shackles that organized religion used to provide, but we have nothing to replace it, which has left us diseased, literally dis at ease, individually and collectively. Setting aside some time each year for an accounting of the soul seems like a wise rhythm to incorporate into our lives, but it's really hard and lonely to do it alone. If we aren't part of spiritual communities that incorporate these kinds of practices into our lives, how can we start those kinds of communities? If we are part of spiritual communities already, how can we lean into these more ancient rhythms together? If we've been harmed by our religious or spiritual traditions, how can we recover some of the goodness that those traditions did provide while acknowledging the ways they've harmed those of us on the inside of the tradition? especially those on the outside of such traditions and the more-than-human world. Whatever your tradition, the lengthening season of Lent seems like a great time for those stretching kinds of questions. You'll have to check out the actual newsletter for this week's Scattering Seeds, where I share things that help us lean into nature's wisdom, which you can find at sarahbythesseason.substack.com. That's Sarah without an H, by the way. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you know of someone else who might like this sort of thing, I would love it if you would share it with them. You don't know how big of a difference it makes to writers and creators when you share our work. Learn more at sarahbytheseason.com, and cheers to lengthening in the week ahead.